right, welcome back to another episode of the NFL DFS from Down Under podcast. I'm Josh Y. As uh, your host, I'm always joined by my co-host, Daryl. How you going, buddy? Yep, good. Um, yeah, just saying off, we're just saying off air, there's a few really interesting DFS players this weekend, so... Should be a fun slate. Yeah, exactly. And we mentioned on the punt return, if you haven't checked that out, I recommend checking it out. Um, you know, it's uh, it's definitely a better DFS slate than it is a betting slate. Yeah. Um, but still listen to punt return because um, the plays that we do mention, still good. Um, but yeah, so DFS this week's definitely interesting. And, you know, it's stacks of good matchups where there's high, you know, Vegas totals. So New Orleans at Dallas tomorrow, 52 and a half. Carolina at Tampa Bay, 55. Uh, the Rams at Detroit, 55. KC at Oakland, 55 and a half. And the Chargers in Pittsburgh, 51 and a half. And that's at Sunday Night Football, which, you know, just as an individual one-off game matchup would be a fun little mini slate with a lot of options available there. Um, you know, having Kansas City and, and the Rams back into the fold obviously adds, you know, two more games with 50-point totals. Um, so it always, you know, week 12 felt a little bit empty without those two teams, but um, there's definitely a lot of variety around with a lot of good high-scoring games on, on the cards. Yeah, I say a good variety. There's some cheap plays around, um, some interesting lineup combinations. Like if you're looking at the like, I was looking at the lineup crunch earlier, and if you just lock in like one or two players, you're often getting like four or five different players between your top four optimal teams. So that always makes for an interesting week. You can spread your coverage around and makes watching Red Zone a lot more fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Um, the fantasy cruncher that Daryl just mentioned is his creation. Um, if you head to fantasyinsider.com.au, um, you can check that out, sign up. There's different packages available, but it is a, a great DFS tool um, that helps you build multiple lineups. You can lock plays in that you want to keep. You can lock plays in that we mentioned on, on the show and on the pod today and then build lineups around those key cornerstones. Or if you're not sure at all, you can just hit crunch and, it, and it'll produce a whole heap of lineups for you for Moneyball and Draft Stars here in Australia. Um, but before we get into Week 13, we just got to look back at Week 12. Um, Daryl, Chase Daniel and Josh Adams were great value calls by you. John Ross was another um, cheap option that you mentioned that went outstanding. Um, unfortunately, someone like Zay Jones... Um, you, laid a couple of duck, egg, duck eggs across the board. Yeah, and he's a name that we may see again um, as we look at this week's slate. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> just so cheap. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it wasn't that he obviously missed, but yeah, there was some good value plays around. Um, and if you obviously picked people like Chase Daniel or Josh Adams, um, you probably didn't need to play um, Zay Jones at wide yeah. receiver. There were much more premium options available to you. Yeah, um, speaking of premium options, uh, we both had sort of, I think uh, you had Kamara, I had Michael Thomas mentioned last week. Um, not great return on investment for us. Like, they scored, but not, you know, great on their price point. Um, Drew Brees is completing passes to, to the scrubs in his team, you know, Kirkwood, Dan Arnold, like, made up, like, Hollywood B-grade actors, they sound like. Um, he was completing <laughs> passes to and touchdown passes to. So, um, you know, we thought it was a great matchup against the Falcons, you know, banged up defense, but unfortunately didn't do too well for us. And then Amendola we both had, which was a strange sort of mid-tier player for us to both be all in on. Um, unfortunately, he got injured um, after uh, catching a pass in the second quarter and did not return. So that was a heartbreaker for yeah, us. not much you can do about that. <laughs> no, but finally, finally, I think three different times this year, I've called for making America Cameron Braid again, <laughs> and he delivered for us. Uh, the Winston Braid stack was a winner 
uh, for me. I cashed in some lineups last week. Um, I could have, man, I could have cashed even higher if Fournette did not get ejected. Um, they had the ball for, at, at the one-yard line um, after Fournette got ejected, and then Carlos Hyde ran for a three-yard loss. Then they got a flag. Then they got another flag. Then they missed the field goal. It was a perfect sequence. It summed up the Jaguars' season, really, um, unfortunately. But uh, Marlon Mack, Gus Edwards, and Matt Breeder all did well for me. So I had a great week last week in DFS. Not so much on betting, but, uh, you know, it's it's okay when you can kind of just have a good weekend, enjoy red zone, and you don't lose money. So that's uh, always handy. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, let's uh, let's get into week 13. Uh, what have you got at quarterback? Um, so, golf, I think, in that Rams game is kind of an obvious choice. 17-80 at Draft Stars. Um, so, if you're going on premium options, Chase Daniel, uh, obviously subject to the Trubisky news. Um, I think that's still undecided when we recorded this. Um, we've got him as a fairly low projection, but on a value basis, um, he's a good play. Um, Brady, Manning, Wilson, kind of the other options at Draft Stars. Um, Cam Newton, just to have a different name, um, Goff is kind of our first ranked at Moneyball, but Cam yep. Newton, 8,800, is right up there. Um, Mahomes, or Mahomes, Stafford, and Wilson, <laughs> the others at Moneyball. Yeah, interesting that Eli Manning is a name thrown up there against the Bears' defense. So uh, that's something to that's something to look at. Um, obviously, with no line or total in that game, does the cruncher still... Uh, will that change when you you know say you know Trubisky is starting? Obviously, Chase General, Daniels will no longer be a, a cheap play, but um, that makes the Bears sort of stronger favorites. Would that affect you know the Giants players and Manning? Yeah, it's one impact, and the other thing to consider there is that the total and line of that that game are offline at the moment, so they won't be being factored into the cruncher. So. Uh, it's worth checking that again on the cruncher once that game is fully up in Vegas. Yeah, definitely, and then that affects game script as well. Like, obviously, you know, Trubisky being active might actually help Manning because you you expect the Bears to be a bit more potent on offense and put up some more points potentially. And then the Manning, you know, Manning has to throw in, throw late, and, and hopefully, maybe that does result in yardage and points. So that's something to consider. We've talked about games game scripts in this, and I'll mention that a little bit later on with one of my running backs. Um, I like Cam, I was going to put Cam Newton down, so that was interesting. Um, I like Marcus Mariota. I've gone with kind of some cheaper options at quarterback. Um, he sh- showed no signs of injury when he played uh, against Houston, and I think he racked up 26 fantasy points for them um, and completed like 19 of 19 straight throws. So when he's been healthy over the last month, he's put over 20 fantasy points. The only time he didn't was when he got um, taken off the field with an injury um, against the Colts, which is always a risk with Mariota, but... Um, I like Mariota this week as, as their seven and a half point favorites against the Jets, and I like Case Keenum. I mentioned on the punt return that Case Keenum's now had three straight games without a turnover, um, and the Bengals' defense is is terrible. They're so bad against the pass. Mayfield had a great game against them. I think Case Keenum and Emmanuel Sanders can have a great game here against the Bengals. So um, a little bit cheaper options gives you some more. Uh, uh, you know, options around at running back and wide receiver, and, and especially tight end. I think your premium tight end week potentially. But uh, let's let's move on to running back and and who have you got? Um, Yeldon at draft stars ninety one seventy. Um, Johnson, Hunt, Mix, and kind of other premium options there. Um, Isaiah Crowell fifty eight fifty stands out on value. Um, thank God he's showing up. Um, a name that I haven't heard for a little bit. Um, but yeah, decent option there and Moneyball. Um, Ikela, Ikela, yeah, Ekela, Ekela, Ekela. Okay, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> um, it is a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, 
He's um, showing up at Moneyball, 13,000 there, but decent value. McCaffrey, Hunt, and uh, Breed are the other options. Yeah, so Ekelar is going to be, I think, a guy that so many people are going to have in their lineups this week. I feel like ownership percentage is going to be through the roof on Ekelar with Melvin Gordon down for the Chargers. Ekelar comes in. He actually averages more yards per carry and per catch than Melvin Gordon. Um, obviously, that's because he's playing limited snaps and has a little bit, lot more juice in the legs. So when he takes on that full-time role, obviously, he won't be as effective, but the volume's going to be there for him in a pivotal game here where that's going to you know go down to the wire, potentially. So I feel like Ekelar is going to be a great play, but it's going to be a lot of high exposure. And it's one of those ones that he might have a massive game, so it might still be worth having him in your lineup. Yeah, I mean, certainly... As we talked about before, if you're playing cash games and you're expecting your opponents to have him, he's possibly worth having just so that you have um, plays that you're more confident on being the deciding factors. Um, if you're playing tournaments, certainly um, in the Australian slates, you're still um, certainly possible to win with him. Um, I wouldn't avoid him just because of high ownership. Yep, it's worth noting as well. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned TJ Yeldon. Um, he's the guy I mentioned with with game script. I do think the Colts are going to put up some points against the Jags, and I do f- feel like they'll be down late and passing in this one. And Yeldon caught four or five targets for 36 y- yards and a touchdown when Cody Kessler um, was the quarterback back in Week 7. So I do th- feel like Yeldon's going to be the-, the back that you want to own in Leonard Fournette's absence, especially now with Cody Kessler starting at quarterback um, for the Jaguars. He could be a low-budget uh, play as well for the Jags um, if you if you believe in Cody Kessler. Um, and think that Blake Bortles is trash and, and Kessler is an upgrade against the a, a Colts defense that isn't um, overly you know stingy that they can be passed on. We've seen that Ryan Tannehill last week. So um, you know a Yeldon Kessler stack sounds gross, but um, it could could pay dividends if you believe in the Jags uh, without Blake Bortles. I like Chris Carson this week against the 49ers. They're ten point favorites at home here. I feel like he's just going to pound the rock. Um, and get plenty of touches here, and he's been electric. He was the guy that, I don't know if you saw this, Daryl, but he did, a, he did a front flip in the middle of his run and kept running last week. Um, that was amazing. I didn't see that, no. Oh, man. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. He, he tried to leap over a guy. The guy stood up. He flipped over. He landed on his legs and just kept running. I felt like I was watching Olympic gymnastics. Um, I have to find a clip. Yeah, it, it's all over Twitter. Uh, if you just search Chris Carson, it'll it'll come up. It's it's it's, it's amazing. Um, and I think this week is Aaron Jones week. I, I'm a big Aaron Jones fan. Um, he's the Aaron you want to own this week in Green Bay. Um, so he leads all fantasy uh, backs in fantasy points per rushing attempt, and he's coming off a season high 20 touches last week. Um, he gets one of the best matchups this week at home as 14 point favorites, and the Cardinals. Um, they're, they're allowing 33 and a half backfield touches per game. So, um, I think Aaron Jones is just going to have a monster game as they just, the Green Bay just want to win this game. They're not, I don't think they're overly concerned with covering. They're just going to hand the ball to Aaron Jones like 25 times in this game. And I think he's going to just be a monster. Uh, he'll get a touchdown or two, uh, definitely. Um, all right, wide receiver. What do we, what do we like? Obviously there's always stacking options, but obviously there's, you can't just stack everything. But so what else is out there? Um, so Parker is 5,400 under our stars. He's officially questionable at the moment. Um, Zay Jones is up there again in the value plays. We'll still got zero last week. Yep. Uh, minimum salary. It doesn't take a lot of projected points for him to show up as a decent value play. Um, so, yeah, he's probably more of a, a little bit of a lottery pick. Um, Crabtree is another kind of value option. 
Um, Davis at 10.070 amongst the more premium options. Um, Lockett, Moore, and Hopkins also up there on Draft Stars. Um, Thielen, 8,200, along with uh, Smith-Schuster and Thomas. Uh, more on the Moneyball side, along with Tyreek Hill, 8,500. Uh, more the premium option at Moneyball. Yeah, Smith-Schuster just went off last week. He had a 97-yard uh, touchdown pass. It was just, he's just so good. He's still only 21 years old. It's, it's quite amazing. Uh, we linked up again here uh, at a wide receiver. Corey Davis is definitely someone I'm going to play this week as part of my Mariota stack. Um, I agree with you. I think he's probably the best of sort of the higher. But he's not quite at the top of the premium prices, but no, he's kind of like a... I think he's probably like the highest price sort of second-tier wide receiver in fantasy this week. So I think he's just going to be a monster. He's averaging uh, 19.3 PPR points um, over the past three games that Marcus Mariota's played the entire game. Um, and he's going to face a Jets secondary that's just been torched by wide receivers. Uh, Julian Edelman had a massive game um, last week, and I think Davis is like a better version of, of Edelman at this point in his uh, career as opposed to uh, Edelman, who's getting a little bit on in years, had to you know reload on some uh, illegal juice just to you know kickstart his season, the old Julian Edelman. Uh, but Brandon Cooks is another player I like this week. Um, he's gone over 100 yards in each of his past three games. Um, and 40 targets over the, that four-game stretch. Obviously, no Cooper Cup means you got more uh, Robert Woods and more Brandon Cooks. If you want to go a bit cheaper, Josh Reynolds could be a cheaper option. Um, he had a massive game for the Rams. Uh, yeah, for the Rams when they played the Chiefs. Um, obviously, not going to be as high scoring here, but I do think the Rams uh, will still score and score at will here. Um, and Kenny Golladay, I think, in that matchup on the other side of the ball, he's just amassing so much targets. Like, it's just like, I think he had three yards at halftime last week, and I was, like, I was thinking, uh-oh, here we go. But then he amassed, I think, 80, 90 yards in the second half with plenty of catches. Um, so he's going to have a, a good time. And, you know, the Rams have showed they're not quite as stout defensively as many thought they were going to be. I think uh, Kenny Golladay could make some easy work here of the Rams secondary. And then Keenan Allen, um, you mentioned Smith-Schuster. I'll take the uh, wide receiver on the other side of the field in that uh, Sunday night football game. Um, the game of the week, I think, um, and Keenan Allen's just been so immense for for the uh, Chargers this week. He caught that touchdown and toe tap to help Philip Rivers break the record of 25 consecutive passes, uh, the longest streak ever in NFL history of, of uh, successful completed passes. So uh, Keenan Allen's just been a safety blanket. Without Melvin Gordon, you know, it could be Keenan Allen, not Austin Eckler, that uh, benefits the most. Um, so that could be kind of a... Not a, quite a contrarian play, but maybe fade Eckler and feature Keenan Allen. Um, that could be a way to go. Yeah, I think there's a few. I say a few of those are good options. I think there's a bunch of wide receiver options this week. Yeah. Um, it's one where you'll kind of, I think, pick your premium plays at other positions, or then see which wide receivers best fit into that um, salary cap wise. Yeah, as definitely. Well as stack wise. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I generally do that anyway with most of my teams. I just feel like there's a lot more variety at wide receiver anyway. <laughs> I can always talk myself into, you know, cheaper options such as like a David Moore and a Tyler Lockett that you've mentioned or even like Chris Conley this week for the Chiefs, you know, being um, without, you know, big favorites against the Raiders. They could rest Sammy Watkins and, and keep Tyreek Hill on ice a little bit once they get up. So I do think Conley could be an option uh, there. So, I yeah, definitely, uh, you know, prefer to to go running back QB first. Uh, but let's let's look at tight end. What have you what have you got this week? Um. Nothing really that's out of the ordinary. Um, Cook, 76-10 draft stars. Um, Njoku and Kittle, kind of your other value options that stand out there. 
Um, Eric Ebler, 5,700 on Moneyball, um, kind of top of our value charts. Kelsey, Glunt, and again, Kittle, and also options there. Yeah, I can't believe Ebron's Moneyball price is still under 6,000. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, he's my top play this week as well. Um, without Jack Doyle now, he's just going to be the guy, um, and he's just an absolute red zone. The Colts tight ends lead the league in red zone targets with 28 receptions, 19, and receiving yards, 159. Andrew Luck loves throwing to tight ends in the end zone. He just feels a lot safer throwing to those bigger bodies, given that, you know, our Colts wide receivers are a little bit smaller. T.Y. Hilton's not the best red zone weapon. Um, so Ebron's just an absolute bullet in uh, in the red zone. He's on pace to actually break Gronk's touchdown record. So it's definitely something to consider. Um, and if you want to go a little bit cheaper, Eric Swope, um, if he's active for the Colts, could be another option. Um, there's always a random Colts tight end that pops up in the end zone uh, if Ebron doesn't. Um, but, yeah, that money wall price just way too hard to ignore. And I like Zach Ertz. It's just a target machine. Um, you know, if you, you're not playing at Moneyball, then you can go Zach Ertz at DraftKings or, or Draft Stars. I think Zach Ertz is a little bit expensive, but I feel like you can pay a premium, as we said, and go a little bit cheaper at wide receiver this week. Yeah, let's say there's some many ways you can manage your salary cap this week. It's one of those weeks where I think the crunch comes into its own a bit. Yeah, exactly. I will be loving the hell out of the crunch <laughs> this week. <laughs> it's going to be my f- best friend over the next few days uh, as I, you know, sort things out. I think Saturday and Sunday are cruncher days. I'll sit down and put a movie on and just crunch away uh, and that, maybe crunch away on some uh, snacks as well. Um, but here we go. Defense, your favorite part of the DFS from Down Under podcast. What have you got for me on defense? <laughs> Again, I've literally just saw it. But, yeah, Chiefs, Packers, um, there's a few interesting ones. Packers, obviously, against Arizona. There's sort of a couple of low totals floating around where you'd expect high ownership. Um, Chiefs and Packers were the best kind of compromise solutions at their prices I could come up with. Yeah, I went uh, Seattle as big favorites against 49ers, against Nick Mullins, who's kind of been caught out and found out a little bit now after his um, impressive debut. And then I like Denver against Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. That's a real human being, uh, folks. He is a real human being playing quarterback for the Bengals this week. Uh, so I like Denver uh, potentially to get a couple of picks and, and some sacks there, potentially a pick six. So, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Any final thoughts on week 13? Um, well, let's hope it doesn't come down to defenses if we do yeah. play. Oh, um, yeah, there's a couple of decent players. Paul's obviously you don't, last week you had kind of the kind of more staggered games. This week there's a bit more focused. Um, there's a few big slates. Um, yeah, for me, I'll, I'll probably put in a few this week um, and sit back and enjoy Red Zone. And I think there's a some interesting combinations around. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned hopefully it doesn't come down to defense. Uh, I'm in a league, it's, it's an empire league where um, it's like a dynasty league, but it, it resets when someone league wins the league two years in a row. Um, when we started this league this year, we, we eliminated defense and kickers. It's the best league. Mm. I'm, it's the best league I'm in. Um, you don't have yeah. to worry about streaming defense and, and doing the waiver wire as much. Um, because you can just focus on, you know, playing, you play more running backs and wide receivers. So there's a lot more skill involved and uh, it's so good not, not being, not losing on a kicker scoring 18 points or a defense having like a pick six. Like if you played the Ravens defense last week, you probably won your matchup last week. Um, yeah. and you could have been completely trash across the board elsewhere. So, um, yeah, I dream of a world with DFS without defense. Yeah, you don't have to sell me on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm just, uh, you know, making my plight to uh, to the yeah. Moneyball owners or Draft Stars owners that potentially may be listening to this podcast 
Although, we, after I slammed them a little bit in week one on being slow, they probably tuned out. No, I apologize for that. <laughs> um, but, you know, they've been better lately. So uh, I give them credit when it's due. The lineups and, and contests are going up pretty quickly now. So uh, it's, it's good to see. Um, and they did get rid of kickers. Yes, yes. They did get rid of kickers. So, yes, kudos to them. Uh, no kickers. Um, idiot kickers. Thank God. Uh, I don't have to worry about missed kicks ruining my fantasy days. <laughs> that that pulls your hair out. Um, all right. Well, that's that wraps up it. So uh, week 13, fun DFS week. Fun, fun, fun DFS week. I recommend playing this week. I recommend checking out the Fantasy Insider lineup cruncher. You can follow them on Twitter at Fantasy Insider. You can follow Daryl at DP Woodford. And you can follow us at Woot and Y, and you can follow me on Twitter as well, at JYNFL. Enjoy week 13, and we'll be back next week to talk week 14. I think that's going to be an even better week looking ahead. There's some really, really great games um, on the slate there. So check that out, and uh, we'll talk soon.